Welcome to the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, online nutritionist, weight loss coach, and hormone fixer-upper. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of information and inspiration, sharing with you simple and effective strategies from health, wealth, and all things personal growth. Get ready to become the master of your hormones and experience vibrant health to live a life of more power and possibility. Welcome back, everybody. I hope your day is off to an amazing start. I hope your new year is off to an amazing start. I am really excited for our episode today. We are talking about tributerin X. We're talking about butyrate, really, and it is just fascinating. And mark my words, butyrate is going to be the next biggest thing that we start hearing about in the health and the wellness space. And we're probably going to start seeing a lot of products contain butyrate. It's going to be like the the next thing for sure. It's going to be the thing for microbiome health and leaky gut and histamine. And I'm really excited to bring Stephen back on our podcast today and dive into this episode because he really is the gut health expert. And I've been using his Tributerin X product for quite some time. And whether you're using his or somebody else's, we're just going to give you a really great overview of the powerful benefits of butyrate and how it can be really helpful for you. And we are diving into leaky gut today and why leaky gut persists, even if you're taking probiotics and L-glutamine and all of the things. And we're going to talk about how butyrate can not just support the gut, but how it has these systemic benefits as well, how it can actually help with histamine and mast cells. We're going to talk about histamine intolerance and food sensitivities. So like, what do you do if you've been trying to support histamine intolerance and you still have ongoing food sensitivities, even after you've been doing all of like all of the things, all of the regular things, right? We're going to talk about how we lose our own butyrate production and how we can actually get it back naturally. We dive into some amazing stories that Stephen has been a part of over the years with some amazing testimonials. And we talk about dosing, which is really important, and prebiotics. It's a really fully loaded episode. So I hope you guys get a lot of value out of it today. And speaking of dosing, I use Tributerin X, and you guys know I've spoken about this product many times. And It's really important that you give yourself the time and the space to work through the dosing. So I know like so many of us just give up so quickly and I'm not just referring to butyrate specifically. I mean, in general, we just give up so quickly. We start a protocol and then two weeks in, it's like our symptoms are still there. So the protocol, oh, it's not working. So I'm going to stop. Or we might be a few days in and we feel a little bit off. So we stop and we just don't give things the time and the space. And the thing with just buying supplements and any generic supplements just off of the health food store is that it's not customized for you, right? It's not bio-individualized for you. And this is where we need to spend some time really figuring that out. So for example, like I'm really sensitive to taking any gut products. So if I'm doing, like when I was doing my H. pylori protocol, oh God, it was like no fun. And I got nauseous and my stomach felt upset. I got headaches, like stuff like that hits me pretty hard. When I'm doing any sort of microbiome or gut support or detox, I really feel it. So for me, typically whatever the regular dose is, I have to go way, way, way down. Like I have to really cut that dose in half, if not less than half. And I just have to give myself some time and space to 
build up to a fuller dose. So it might even mean I'm not taking the supplement every day, I'm taking it every other day. So for example, with butyrate and specifically tributyrin X, you wanna start small. So I just take a capsule every other day. And sometimes the side effects with tributyrin is that it can constipate you. So you just, again, have to take it slow. Maybe you start with every third day and then you see how that does while keeping your magnesium up so you can support like regular healthy bowel movements and soften your stool. And then let's see how that is after doing that once every three days. And then maybe you go to once every two days and then you just slowly have to work up the dosing versus quitting because it's so powerful and you won't know how a product is really gonna work for you if you just give up too quickly. So this is really across the board that I feel like is happening with so many just products, like mushrooms is another one, medicinal mushrooms, like the dosaging is often quite low and so many of us need a lot more. And magnesium is a really big one. So many of us just take the standard dosing on the bottle, but what kind of magnesium is it? Are you more prone to loose stools or constipation? Because then your dosing will differ based on that. So this is obviously why working with a practitioner is so important so that you can get the correct protocols and dosaging and recommendations. And specifically, Stephen does mention it on the podcast today that if you are using any of the healthy gut products, they have an awesome team and they have nutritionists on board call them and have a conversation and they'll help guide you through it and dosing specific to your symptoms and what's showing up for you. So that's really powerful. We definitely need more of that going on with all the supplement companies that are out there so that we can really customize and get the benefits instead of just giving up because then it begins this really nasty cycle of like, I'll just try this other product and then, oh, that didn't work and I'll try this other one. And it's not actually the product, it's the dosing specifically. So I just really wanted to share that. I take Tributernex once every other day and I take lots of magnesium because it can constipate you. And I know when I first started with it a while back, it did constipate me. So I just had to up my magnesium a little bit and it was no problem. So I had stopped taking it over the holidays because I got COVID and I was super sick and I was taking all kinds of stuff. So I actually didn't take it and then I'm back on it. So I just started slow again with taking one every other day and just upping my magnesium and it's been great. So now I could probably go to one every day and then I'll try that for a little bit and just got to play around with it. So just wanted to make sure I mentioned that and maybe there's some products and supplements that you have at home right now. You've been thinking about cleaning out your pantry or throwing them out because you feel like they haven't worked, but maybe you just need to play around with dosing a little bit more and that could be lower dosing or higher. Okay, so before we officially dive in, just a quick FYI to any of our practitioners and nutritionists and coaches that are tuning in today, I'm hosting my five-day business training next week. It's totally free. It is all hosted inside the Holistic Business Collective Facebook group. So you can just search for that Facebook group on Facebook and come join us there. It's a free five-day training. We are diving into so many of the fundamentals that help you really build and grow your business. So if you're struggling with getting clients, if you're unsure about using Instagram and getting followers and creating content, if you're unsure about your niche and who you're speaking to and sales and what tech platforms you need and starting email marketing and sending out newsletters, all that fun stuff, we are diving into it next week and we go deep and it's super juicy. It's super informative. We have 
so many amazing testimonials and feedback from our five-day trainings. And there's an amazing workbook that you can get as well so that you can go through the five days with us and use the workbook. And when you join, you can just request for the workbook in there. And that's it. So we're doing that from January 17th to the 21st inside the Holistic Business Collective Facebook group. I'll be live every day at 11 a.m. Eastern time. And if you can't make it live, the recordings will be hosted inside that Facebook group so you can always access them later in the day. And yeah, it's super fun. I love teaching it. And I also love just giving a behind the scenes about our business. And I'm really just an open book about it. And so many of you wanna know about launching a podcast or writing a book and coaching people. I know so many people who tune into this podcast are brand new. Like maybe you are about to graduate or you've just graduated. And I totally know that feeling of like graduating and just feeling so uncertain about those next steps and what you do and feeling overwhelmed. So if I can help bring you any clarity and support as you get started, I'm more than happy to do that. So I hope you'll come join us there. And again, just search for the Holistic Business Collective Facebook group and we'll be there from the 17th to the 21st next week. Okay, so our guest today, we did have an episode with him back in October. It was episode number 173, and he is Stephen Wright. He's amazing. He's literally one of the smartest guys I know when it comes to all things gut health. He is a medical engineer, Kalish Functional Medicine Institute graduate, and a gut health specialist. He has spent close to $400,000 overcoming his own health challenges using everything from Western medicine to shamans. He is the founder of healthygut.com. He lives in Boulder, Colorado with his fiance Shay and their two dogs. And you can grab your $15 discount if you want to try any of the Healthy Gut products and get free shipping if you're in the US. Yes, they ship to Canada, but not free shipping to Canada. You can use the link healthygut.com forward slash healthy hormones. And if you just put in that link and then it will take you right to the page where you can get your $15 off and give their products a try. So let's dive into our episode today. And I really hope it brings you a lot of clarity around gut health and histamine and leaky gut. And of course, you can always connect with me on Instagram at Holistic Wellness Foodie if you have any questions. All right, let's do this. Hi, Steven. Welcome back to the podcast. Hey, Sam. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. We dove into all things digestion back in, oh my God, I think it was like October or November. Like the time went by so crazy. So that was episode 173 for anybody that's tuning in right now. We did like a part one chatting about the specific carbohydrate diet and just optimizing digestion and some like real basics we went through there. So everyone can tune into that part one, but today we're taking it a little bit further. And before we get started, I know you introduced yourself back in part one, but let's just do a quick little reintro today, letting our audience know who you are and what you do. Sure. Yeah. So go check out 173 if you get confused on this show or you're more curious about my story, but I've had issues since birth and then a number of trigger events through stress and too much antibiotics and things like that. I ended up having H. pylori myself and some other infections. I had to change my diet and that kind of reduced this extreme bloating that was causing me to like basically cry and crop dust my office and then almost get fired for it. So I have like this whole history of like really embarrassing you know, moments on buses. I couldn't trust a fart. I shouldn't have trusted it anyways. So <laughs> right. you know, just things that humans experience that we don't talk enough about to normalize them. 
And I was told by Western medicine at the time that I just have a IBS family history and I just needed to suck it up, eat more whole grains, take Metamucil. I don't have the celiac gene. So therefore there's nothing else they could do for me. And when I changed my diet and I like almost eliminated 50% of my bloating in a week, it basically triggered something inside of me, like awakened me in a way back to my power to be like, holy cow. Like no one's going to care as much about my health as me. And I got a degree in electrical engineering, but that's just basically solving complex systems and not knowing all the variables and trying to figure it out. And so I was like, I can figure this out. I can reverse engineer my issues because I can't, number one, I can't probably attract the partner I want, the life I want, and I can't probably go another 60 years feeling this way. And so it was anger and empowerment and I just couldn't stop. So I would find a supplement. I would try it. If it worked, great. If it didn't work, I'd try it again just to make sure. And then I would start to blog and write and, and research about it. And then that led me to studying in functional medicine, studying a lot of different nutrition things, some like deeper dives into parasites and SIBO and hormones. And, and I just happened to be an individual who's like a guinea pig. I've spent like over 400,000 now, including giving up on functional medicine and nutrition altogether, thinking that it wasn't the answer after eight years, only to do some trauma work, some emotional, some therapy, and come back and see that they're both connected. Everybody on the super spiritual, emotional trauma side is not eating well and wondering why they're not that good. And everybody on the nutrition side is not doing their meditation and trauma work and they're still dealing with issues. And then that's how we got back here of of starting Healthy Gut and stepping back into the, I guess, the public sphere as somebody who knows something, but not everything about health. Yeah. Well, you're definitely one of the smartest guys that I know, that's for sure. And I'm so glad that you mentioned that because about the spiritual side, nutrition side and all of that, because it's all interconnected and health is, it's one big puzzle piece. So it's not just this one thing. It's not just take this one supplement or do this one test. Like it really is complex and it does require us to like really commit and dive in and do that work, the uncomfortable work, especially. So yeah, well, I'm glad you did that work. It's a really important part of our overall well-being. Okay. So we've got lots to go through today. I'm so excited. And we're kind of expanding our conversation from last time. And there was this term that I heard, magnesium of the gut. And I had never heard of that before. So can you break that down? How does a healthy microbiome turn fibers into the magnesium of the gut? Yeah. And I I just made that up, by the way, so that people (laughs) could have a reference for what we're going to talk about. Because this this topic is, is highly complex. I've been studying it for years. And I'm just now speaking about it and hopefully doing it justice. It's just a complex topic. So let's start at the meta level. We're eating our broccoli with our dinner or a cauliflower, whatever your vegetable of choice, maybe a sweet potato or something. Those non-digestible carbohydrates, fermentable carbohydrate structures and molecules in the food travel through the gut. They get broken down from really complex food looking objects down into these micro molecules. And near the end of the journey at the bottom of the small intestine and then into the top of the large intestine is where our microbiome is. And that, as we're learning, the microbiome is an organ. It has its own ecosystem. It has its own structure and function. And those carbohydrates or what's left of them, the fermentable parts anyways, are really important to feed the various 
bacteria species that are down there. And they give off all, all kinds of byproducts when they eat on our leftover foods. Right. And one of the main things that we understand at this point that they do is they sort of poop out or spit out short chain fatty acids. Now, short chain fatty acids is a really long word. You don't really need to understand it. All you really need to get at this point in the conversation is the length of the molecule. So a medium chain fatty acid is sort of longer, and then you have a bigger fatty acid. So short chain is just a smaller molecule. And there's three dominant ones, acetate, propaninate, and butyrate is the one that seems to be the most important that we understand at this point. And I call it the magnesium of the gut because wherever we look, magnesium is important. So if we look in the brain, if we look in the lungs, if we look in the bones, if we look in the gut, you need magnesium to basically live. And if you're too low on it, your life is going to suck. And the same thing is true with butyrate. Butyrate is highly important for the gut. And we're going to go deep into that, yep. but only 90% of it stays in the gut. The other 10% or so goes systemic and it's found almost everywhere we look. And there's amazing new research coming out every month right now about the connection to the bones or the connection to the lungs or the connection to the brain, sleep, all, all over the place. Histamine, we're going to talk about that. Mm -hmm. So the really cool thing about this is eating your vegetables actually does matter. <laughs> and mm -hmm, yep. one of the biggest ways is to make these short chain fatty acids butyrate. Awesome. Okay. So we can produce our own butyrate? And can we actually lose it? And then do we get it back? Like, how do we get it back? Is it just the process of eating vegetables? What does that process look like? So the best way I've found to explain this to people is you really need the ecosystem lens. And I don't know what your schooling was like, but like in seventh grade, we had like a little biodome session and we had our life sciences book, but you'd have all these I don't pictures. remember that far back. <laughs> you have a good memory. Well, I think I really liked the concept, but it was kind of like this idea that if who, not like myself, I hate mosquitoes. They're so annoying, but if you killed all the mosquitoes, then you lose all these other species. And so everything's sort of interconnected. If you are like, ew, I don't like frogs. Well, the frogs are really important for the ecosystem. And so if you change or eliminate one species from an ecosystem, you fundamentally alter the entire biodiversity inside of that sort of biodome. Right. So if we look at the body or at least the microbiome from that lens, there are food, those fermentable substrates that we need. If we lose those, so we go on like say a low FODMAP diet and we cut the majority of them out, the species, the bugs that live on those fermentable substrates they literally have to die. And they'll try to shift metabolism to something else, but they're not going to thrive and they're right. going to slowly die. And that's what the research shows us after eight weeks, they start to decrease. And so then their byproducts, which are butyrates and other cross-chain things that help with short-chain fatty acid production, they decrease. And right. so if you go long enough on say a restricted diet or a hyper elimination diet or a low FODMAP diet, you might not just recover by increasing your food or say taking prebiotics, you may have starved the, the biodome down to where you'll have to do other things to repopulate. Other people could just increase their fermentable fibers or their prebiotics, and hopefully the microbiome will bloom back up. Right. Now we have all these other issues, right? Like what if you took a bunch of antibiotics? Now we have this crazy dysbiosis that again, might not recover. Right. 
by just taking prebiotics or probiotics or eating different foods. You might have to do other things to actually bring that butyrate production back. And the, the part that gets even more confusing, but sort of drives this home is that as you lose the butyrate, mm-hmm. your colon cells, remember I said only 10% go systemic. 90% is consumed by your colon cells, the, okay. the cells that are right there next to this microbiome. The metabolism they have, it basically includes butyrate and oxygen. And so they suck oxygen out and they suck butyrate out of the microbiome area and they metabolize that. And that's what we want. We actually want low oxygen in that area and we want a low pH. That is the perfect environment for microbiome diversity and strength and health. However, if you force those colon cells to switch their metabolism away from butyrate to other methods, they stop sucking the oxygen out. So now the oxygen content starts to rise and the pH starts to rise. And now we actually have this ecosystem destruction, like I talked about, where if you take away too many species, you sort of create a space that's not inhabitable by the butyrate producers or the cross butyrators. So there's other species that sort of break the fermentable fibers into things that the butyrate producers can use. So that's where if we have use too many antibiotics, if we've been sick too long, or if we've been restricting our fermentable carbohydrates, maybe just because they caused you harm, maybe they cause bloating. Like, it's not like I'm saying this is a, you just didn't know. I don't think most people knew, including myself as of five years ago or something, you would have talked to me. This would have been over my head. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) But the, the problem is when you've fundamentally altered that ecosystem so that it just by adding food back in, it might not actually cause it to revive itself. And you're going to have to do more. Right. Okay. So eating a diverse diet is important, but we may need to take a few steps further, basically is what you're saying. So, okay, let's dive in a little bit deeper here, really understanding butyrate, like what's it actually doing in the body? So we're producing this short chain fatty acid and why do we care? Why should we care? (laughs) Well, the majority of what I just said is around that oxygen environment and the colon health and the lower small intestine health. So those cells take up like approximately 90% of all the butyrate produced in your body. So beyond that, a lot of butyrate is really helpful in the gut for keeping tight junctions, which are the sort of rubber bands that fail and cause leaky gut. It helps keep those strong and intact. And it also keeps our mucus layers nice and strong. So it upregulates butyrate in and of itself. It upregulates all these things around the gut the local environment of the gut, including immune function, T helper cells. It helps regulate like the things that cause food sensitivities and other immune dysregulation. Butyrate helps sort of just keep everybody in line and keep everybody nice and healthy. There's studies on more butyrate equals microbiome diversity. So it's very important for the local part. And then the five to 10% of it that goes systemic appears, like I said, to be like magnesium for the rest of the body. Like some of it appears to go through the portal vein or through the vagal nerve up to the brain. And there's studies on mice and rats around deep sleep and sort of soothing the brain, things like that, like anti-inflammatory for the brain. There's a lot of anecdotal stuff at the moment in humans for improvement in sleep with butyrate supplements and things like that. I think there's going to be stuff coming out about neurodegenerative diseases in the next couple of years. There's a lot of studies happening at the moment. We just don't have the final conclusion. Mm -hmm. There's stuff on asthma 
and sort of reducing that like triggering reaction. There's a lot around sort of regulating mast cells, keeping them from overproducing histamine in response to the environment. The list goes on and on to helping Mm -hmm. stop bone loss and create better bone health. But in general, butyrate is one of those keystone nutrients that without it, just like without enough salt or enough magnesium, we're going to be really struggling to have a thriving life. Right. Okay. So let's dive deeper a little bit into histamine specifically, because you mentioned it a few times. And I really just want to understand, like you mentioned mast cells and whatnot. Like I want to really understand that process of how butyrate is helping with histamine intolerance. Well, it's still a little gray to myself and I think to many of the researchers in the world. So I can't give you all the specific Mm -hmm. like functionality because I don't know that it's totally understood at the moment, but I think what's important for people to understand and what I didn't totally grasp about histamine is histamine is almost like, say, testosterone or estrogen. You want just enough of it to feel really good, but you don't want too much and you don't want too little. So histamine is actually made in response to, say, our food, and it helps actually signal stomach acid release. So there are important mechanisms to histamine, but we just don't want to overproduce it. And so- One of the theories is if the mucus layer thins down inside the gut too much, the cells that contain the mast cells are too close to the internal environment. And so therefore they're getting more opportunities to express or react than what they should, right? There should be like almost a layer of soldiers or bouncers in between them and what's happening in the microbiome. Right but it's gone away. The shield is kind of down, if you will, the, some sort of Star Wars analogy there. <laughs> <It's> too, <laughs> the shield is down. So that's one way. And then there does appear to be some sort of like cellular research suggesting that butyrate in and of itself calms down over expressing histamine cells. So like just bathing them in more butyric acid seems to soothe them and make them less expressive. So there's kind of that two-pronged front there when it comes to histamine in the gut, especially. So for somebody who has histamine intolerance and even for like food sensitivities and whatnot, and they've been trying all the typical regular things to help support their histamine or all these food sensitivities. So how can they support that process after trying like all the regular stuff? Is this where something like butyrate would maybe come in and, and be a helpful addition? Yeah, a thousand percent. I would say this is where a tributyrin supplement, either ours or other people's, should be one of the top things you try in 2022. Because again, it's working on multiple pathways versus a lot of the other histamine related ways to soothe things, whether it's quercetin or something else. You're only acting on one pathway or two pathways at a time. Whereas tributyrin, you're sort of acting on a systemic front to help these mast cells. And so at least in our customer base, we have a lot of really sensitive histamine related people, people who legitimately get like tachycardia or rashes whenever they eat, or they have to go lay down, they're not feeling so well, or they can't even eat leftovers. I'm not even talking about like one bite will totally cause them to flare up. And they've seen over a period of months, the ability to reintroduce foods, red wine or strawberries. Like we actually had one person who strawberries can be high in histamines. And she actually ate a strawberry and ended up in the hospital, found out this is what was her issue. And then she was on a a whole regimen, but she gives a lot of the credit to Tribunal X that she had a glass of red wine and Thanksgiving with her family. And so that's just, 
for histamine related people, that's like mind blowing that you could of even suggest course. red wine. Yeah. So, Especially when your reaction and your symptoms are that severe. Like, Yeah. And so that was a one-off thing. And I'm not saying that everybody can have that experience because they can't, right. but the power of tributyrin, I think is in the, I think Dr. Dr. Tom calls it pleiotropic, but basically the fact that it works on multiple things at the same time versus some of the other like histamine stacks, I don't know that they're addressing all the the same areas. And I think you and I were talking a little bit before we started here about mucus. And yes. I think it's gross and it's slimy and all these <laughs> things, but our mucus layers are all over the body and they're super duper important. And they're really not getting enough, I think, love for lack right. of a better term yeah. about how important they are. And if they get thinned out, if our shields between the various parts of our body or the outside environment in our body get reduced, no wonder we're so sensitive. Like sure. it, we've literally lost our barrier. Well, how could we not be sensitive? Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, it does not get a lot of love. And we were talking about it a little bit earlier, especially in relation to like estrogen, right? Because when your estrogen drops, you start to experience like more dryness all over your body. This is why women, as they enter into menopause, it's this quote unquote drying up, right? It's like all the, the mucous yeah. membranes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So leaky gut, I want to talk about that real quick because you've mentioned that a few times as well. And so for somebody who has leaky gut, that's just persistent, even like they're trying the L-glutamine and they're doing the probiotics and they're doing all the things in the diet and all of that. And it's just not getting better. Again, is this something where maybe using tributyrin X is going to be really helpful and what other factors may somebody want to take into account? Yeah, I think uh, again, a thousand percent because at least what we know now, and of course this is going to change in like five years for sure, because five years ago, we didn't know this, but right. leaky gut is not just the tight junction. So now there's a new paper published, I think about two years ago now that sort of reclassified leaky gut as having four issues or four like determinants, if you will. It used to be that it was just these tight junctions and your leaky gut symptoms would be things like food sensitivities. It could be histamine related. You'd have all these weird autoimmune related conditions, especially skin stuff. And just random, this like unexplainable stuff that didn't make sense. Right. Those are all like sort of hallmarks of leaky gut. And so this new paper basically looked at leaky gut on these four layers. Layer one was the tight junctions. And that's what we've talked about a few times. Yep. Tributyrin and butyric acid, it helped those tight junctions stay strong and, and make more of the material for them. So it keeps them healthy. Butyric acid and tributyrin also increase mucus production, which is a, a mucus gene and a mucus membrane producer. So you got the mucus layer is part of the leaky gut thing. If you lose that, then the next thing for leaky gut is microbiome diversity. So if you lose microbiome diversity, you lose the protection. Again, you're lowering the distance between your food particles and the toxins and everything in your gut and the cells. And so having a very diverse, healthy, thick microbiome sort of increases that dimension and that protection. And then the next thing is the ability to give off what are called gut defensins. And a lot of people have heard about things like secretory IgA or intestinal alkaline phosphatase. And these are two really important molecules that the, the gut cells, special gut cells release in response to the environment, what's happening in the gut, whether there's like an infection or like some sort of 
bacterial component that's not supposed to be there. Well, there's all kinds of other ones now that we're finding like alpha defensins and beta defensins. And so when you lose those special defense molecules due to damage at the gut wall lining, that's another hallmark of leaky gut. And so the really cool thing about tributyrin and butyric acid is it helps all four of those layers. There's research on each one of the four layers and helping to increase the health of each one of the four layers. And so I think L-glutamine is great. I think some of the other ideas we've used in the past, like the colostrums and and whatnot are not bad things. It's just, they all seem to do one or two of the four, but not all four. Got it. Okay, cool. Good to know. I'm not even familiar with all those different components of leaky gut. So that's interesting to me and definitely something I need to dive into and learn a little bit more about. So Tributyrin X, you've worked on this product for a really long time. (laughs) I feel like it's your baby. So tell us more about, I know you have like these amazing products over at healthygut.com. Our listeners can go and save 15 dollars plus get free shipping. If you're in the U S you guys can actually head to healthygut.com forward slash healthy hormones. So you have your enzymes, you have digestive enzymes, there's the HCL guard, and then now you have the tributyrin X. So tell us more about like the process of like coming up with these products and your research and into all of it and what that looked like. If you're listening to this, you can't see my house or whatever, but if you had like a cribs, I'm not worthy of a cribs. I don't think our house <laughs> is kind of messy, but if we did go into cribs, you would find that I have like just a pharmaceutical lab of supplements. Yeah. And if someone says, Hey, this new thing out of Russia or, or Asia or Africa is amazing. I will find a way to acquire it and give it a shot. And so I use probiotics. I use prebiotics. I use everything because I got dealt a solid disadvantage in life. And then I made some mistakes along the way. Mm -hmm. And my gut is just always going to be sensitive. My body's always going to, I think, need a little help at this point. Right. And so I'm always trying to live in my best life. I'm vain. I like to look my best and all these things. And so I'm always trying to find that next five, 10% and playing around with things. And butyrate and probiotics, I've known about this stuff, but I, recently had a lot of stress, like three years ago, just massive life just started wailing on me before 2021 actually. And a lot of my symptoms came back. And so I reached for my practitioner grade products that I've been using through the years. I reached out to my friends who are some of the best integrative or naturopathic people in the world. And was like, Hey, what are you loving? What are you using? And I just tried everything and I couldn't quite find the right fit. And so that's when I got I guess I got the same thing again. I got like annoyed. Like, why is this not working for me? And why can't we get this right as an industry? Like this shouldn't be that hard. And so our lineup kind of comes from that ecosystem idea of like, all right, we have all these new fancy, highly priced probiotics, prebiotics, designer this, designer that. And yet IBS and bloating and gut upset continue to skyrocket. It's like, it's we're taking more gut supplements than ever. And yet- it seems like more people than ever are still having gut problems. So why is this? What's the missing variable? And that's when I kind of came back to like the systems theory, the engineering thinking of it's got to be the ecosystem. If the machinery inside of us is not capable of creating the right ecosystem, then all the probiotics and prebiotics in the world or the right nutrition in the world actually isn't really going to matter until each organ can do its function. And so that's kind of why we started with the first three products that we did. I wouldn't have built them if I didn't think we could have a measurable 
improvement over every other product in the market. And Tributerin X was the, the same thing. It was, I tried sodium butyrate and Calmag butyrate. And like, I read the research, I tried the product and I was like, I'm not getting the benefits that this says I should be getting. Right. Why? You know, why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's always my question. And so that led me to a brilliant PhD in Spain who spent his entire life, like 30 years as a chemist in butyric acid. And he's just all about this stuff and kind of a little bit ahead of everybody else when it comes to creating purity levels and strength. And and he found a enteric soft gel and he found a way to make it 99.9% pure. And together between those two and some feedback from me, we were able to bring Tributerin X to the market, which is a different form and a different delivery mechanism than anything else that's ever been done. And that I think has led to what I wanted, which from the research, the benefits I wanted, and a lot of other people, a lot of other doctor's offices switching over to our brand because of that. And so I think we can dive deeper if you want into what makes tributyrin different than the other butyric acid compounds and what makes delivery mechanisms differently, but it's a pretty nuanced chat. Yeah. I mean, we can dive into it. I think like give us the Coles notes of it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think the best way to think about it is maybe like a technology framework. So sodium butyrate and CalMag butyrates are like Windows 95. They were super big breakthroughs. Like they changed the world. They really did. They were very important. And the research on them are good, frankly. However, technology has evolved and sodium butyrates and CalMag butyrates seem to be the Windows 95 of the past. They're not bad. They're just not the best expression of a computer. And we can do a lot better from a technology perspective. And so tributyrin is a pharmacokinetically better molecule. Basically, it takes lipase, which is a digestive enzyme, to break it down. So therefore, without anybody doing anything to it, it's naturally time-released, which the other ones are not. And that's a really big deal because we want to spread this stuff through the entire GI tract. Awesome. And then on the delivery front, there's a lot of ways to take supplements. Some supplements must be protected from stomach acid. Butyric acid is one that has to be protected from stomach acid if it's going to do much of anything. And so those salt bonded molecules, you can smell them. They smell like where they come from in your gut. They don't smell good. They don't really need to be protected a lot because they get absorbed right away. And the salt, the minerals kind of protect them. So now we have like gastric resistant soft gels and capsules and things like that. And the next thing is enteric resistance. And so gastric resistance is like an iPhone six. If you throw it in the water, you got to get it out of the water really fast and put it in some rice and pray that it didn't fry itself. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then an iPhone 10 or iPhone 11 or 12 or 13, whatever. Yeah. I'm not sure either, but I know that it was around the 10 is where you could go into the water. You could go into your pool and be okay. Unless you went too deep or you're in there too long. Right. So everything fails at some point, including an enteric capsule. And so the difference between the older generations of liposomes and acid resistant capsules is that they were kind of like an iPhone six in our capsules, like an iPhone 10, where in normal circumstances, it's going to make it through the stomach almost every time fully intact. And so those two sort of breakthroughs together seem to be why our product is getting the reviews it's getting the love that it's getting. Awesome. I love that. Well, you broke that down in a really simple way for us to understand. So I appreciate that. Thank you. So I'm so curious to know, and I know you have lots of them in terms of testimonials, like what you've been seeing from customers and even from doctors that have been using Tributor NX. 
Well, a huge one is around people who can't seem to add foods back in. Maybe they've been low FODMAP and they can't reintroduce the FODMAPs, or maybe they took out starches and they can't seem to get the starches back in, or it's random food groups like strawberries. That's been one of the coolest stories that we hear on a regular basis is that over eight to 24 weeks, people are able to like double their diet size or completely return to a full dietary experience. And I'm not saying like you can eat all the gluten in the world, but like besides grains, all the rest of, or the majority of the rest of the foods in the world. So I think it's partially the leaky gut thing we talked about earlier, the reduction in histamine, the improvement of the microbiome. There's a lot of things that are involved there, but that's a pretty common feedback. Another one is for people who have loose stools. This seems to be a big time game changer for those individuals. There's a decent amount of research on sodium butyrate and traveler's diarrhea, and especially for, and also kids. So traveler's diarrhea, that's what they say you have when they don't have any way to tell you what you have. Right. And so we've had some pretty cool testimonials from people who had tried almost everything out there for loose stools and they've had it for 10, 20 years and they were able to find their ideal dosage and finally have some like amazing early morning Bristol number fours and just like <laughs> be very excited about their exit from the bathroom. <laughs> well, let's face it. Nothing feels better than being able to like actually empty your bowels right? So that's important. Yeah. yeah. Not have urgency or pain or yeah. Oh, totally. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. Those are some really great testimonials for sure. So let's talk about dosing specifically and how somebody would take Tributerin X. So this is a, a thing that I'm not sure that every one of your listeners is ready for, and most people in the world aren't, which is why they don't do it. But I have to like plant a flag somewhere and really spread this message, which is that you are your own like experiment and your genetics, your epigenetics, your microbiome, your food, everything is unique to you. And so if a supplement or a drug for that matter is properly constructed, you will have an ideal dose and being too much of it or too little of it, including things like magnesium or curcumin, you will not get the benefits that you read on the internet. Like in curcumin, especially the people are underdosing or they're taking products that are not studied. They're just marketed like they're 3000 times better. But the truth is, is you have to figure out if you're someone who needs a thousand milligrams of curcumin to get the benefit or 3000 milligrams of curcumin. Right. And there's a big variance out there. And the thing about the marketing is, is it's true usually when you find your right dosage. And so I want to get that message out there to don't blame me, but I guess you're going to blame me if you start experimenting and you have some bad days. I do it all the time. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, I learned something that. And so my path is growth and and figuring this out and responsibility. So if you're going to blame me for waking up, that's okay. But start experimenting. Know the risks. In this case with Tributerin X, the risk would be that you could get constipated. That's the, the biggest thing. So how we suggest you dose it is you do one capsule. It's a little gel cap. It's really small. It doesn't smell. It's some of the cool things about it. Mm-hmm. And you do one every three days and you just slowly introduce it. Most people will end up taking two to four per day. So you just take it with food. You start with dinner and then maybe say by day six, you're taking two or you're taking one per day. And then you go to two per day. Again, some people will end up around three to four. I wanted to find my upper limit. I think I got up to six per day and then I got super constipated and I had to use a bunch of magnesium and other things to get unstuck. But that's also how you figure out your dosing, right? So 
Yeah, yeah, that's it really is. The amazing thing was like what happened. It's like the bloating that I lost and the inflammation that I kind of lost when I finally found that dose and then came back down to four. And then it seems like we have like a repository with butyrate where like we may need more to top everything back up and get the body working correctly. And then as we reintroduce our foods and we take more prebiotics and probiotics, we probably need less and less. And so that's my goal for everybody. It's not that you're going to stay on this forever unless you have to. Right. It's that you'll actually rebuild the ecosystem such that you can eat a lot more vegetables and, and maybe take some targeted pre and probiotics. And it's a helpful thing in your medicine cabinet for when you're having a hard time or life gets stressful. Okay. Awesome. So speaking of probiotics and prebiotics, do you recommend supplementation with these along with getting them through your diet? What do you recommend? To well, I do. And again, I'm a weird one. Like I said, I've been through many journeys in health and, and I consider health kind of like a forever journey for me. For sure. I'm not convinced that we live in an environment anymore that will allow this sort of like, I used to have a fascination and a hope and a dream that one day I could just eat a really healthy diet and like exercise and walk and I'd be like no pain, just beautiful energy, like good to go every day. I've given up on that. I don't know that with all our technology use and the blue light and the toxins that's ever coming back at this point, unless we give up those things. And I'm not willing to, I'm kind of a hedonist personally. So, (laughs) well, I appreciate the honesty. I run an online business. It's not like I could stop it all of a sudden and not use tech. Like I get it. Yeah. So my answer is yes. Yes. I use targeted probiotics and prebiotics on a daily basis, along with Trebinerex and HDL guard and holozymes are kind of like my gut building. I don't know what you want to call it. Package or something. Yeah. Yeah. Where we're going, both where my company's going and where all the other companies are should head is we're going to get to where prebiotics are highly targeted to the outcomes you want. So like, let's say you wanted like better skin or you wanted better brain power or less bloating or weight loss or whatever it might be. The research is starting to indicate that certain prebiotics are better at some of those things than others and at certain dosages. And the same is true for probiotics. This whole like, we'll take 50 billion CFU of like 49,000 strains idea is like, No, that's technology from like five years ago that didn't play out like we thought it would. Otherwise, everybody taking a probiotic right now would be feeling great. Instead, what we're finding is it's very strain specific and dose specific. And so in the future, we'll release products and other people are releasing products right now that are like, this is your brain probiotic. This is your weight loss probiotic. This is your skin. This is your gut thing. And so there are things out there right now. Like, So if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't want to try this tributyrin thing. I want to try something else. Well, what I would say is look for a prebiotic that contains yellow kiwi fruit or pomegranate or partially hydrolyzed guar gum. All three of those have been shown in research to either improve butyrate producing species or butyrate itself. And there's others out there, but those are the three easiest ones to find. And then for probiotics, the research on short chain fatty acids and butyrate is even farther behind prebiotics, but there is one strain, Lactobacillus rhamnosus GG. LGG is what you typically see on a label. Yeah. It's a pretty like widely available strain. And it's got like, I don't know, it's got to be a top five research strain in the world. That one at, I think the study was around 20 billion CFU per capsule showed increased in butyrate. So that would be a awesome. strain to go looking for. It is sometimes included in like a multi-strain blend. Sometimes it's by itself, but it's a pretty potent 
strain. And 20 billion might be too much for you. So maybe start with 10 billion, figure out your own dosage there. But I do think that probiotics, prebiotics are really beneficial. We've got to get to that next step where it's not like, oh, one, one size fits all. It's like, no, hey, I tend towards skin conditions or, hey, I get a little depressed or anxious or whatever it might be. I love that. That was super insightful. Thank you so much for sharing all of that with our audience today. Where can everybody find you and learn more about Tributor X? Yeah, well, I hope they followed the healthy gut link that you shared. What was it again? Yeah, it's healthygut.com forward slash healthy hormones. And then that will get everybody 15% off. You can get all the products or try one. And then if you're in the US, that's also going to give you free shipping as well. And for my Canadian friends, I know there's not free shipping, but I'm telling you the products are so worth trying and so fantastic. So yeah, $15 off right now. But yes. And yeah, we wish we could do something different about the Canadian situation. Maybe as we grow as a company, we can get that figured out. But that's the best place to find us. Hop on our email list. We have a customers only Facebook group. That's where I'm most active outside of podcast and the email list. But yeah, otherwise, we hope that you check it out. I'm trying to build a company kind of like in the old FUBU tagline for us by us, like for health warriors, health nerds that have been like really working at this for a long time to support them. So we have a full 60 day money back guarantee. Like if you react just because you're like, it's Tuesday and I reacted, just let us know. We'll give you your money back. And if you don't know how to interpret your reaction or you don't know why it's not working, we have health coaches on staff and in the Facebook group to hop on a call with you and and ask you questions and find out like, oh, maybe you're only just one pill too short or one pill over. So um, I want to get this message out there. I want to build a company and a community of people who can work through these nuances because I do believe in that getting the dosing right, no matter if it's our product or any other company's product, that's the key. And that's really what a functional medicine, integrative medicine, a naturopath, that's what they do. You think they do all these other things. They do do a lot of things, but one of the most amazing things they do is they get to see like hundreds of people taking the exact same product and they can know, totally. oh, that one works, but we got to crank the dosage up or tighter it down a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's really awesome. And it's so great that you guys offer that support because I'm sure lots of people do have questions and need that additional guidance. So thank you. Thank you so much for being with us today for part two. I'm sure you'll be back for something else because there's so many things I can pick your brain on hormones for sure. That could be another great one. And again, just thanks so much. And I really appreciate your time and, and all your awesome knowledge. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. You can head on over to healthygut.com forward slash healthy hormones if you guys would like to try out the healthy gut products and save $15. If you're in the US, you will also get free shipping. Thanks again for being with us today. I really hope this episode was informative. Share it with any friends and family that you think can benefit from us. And if you haven't left us a rating and a review, we would so, so appreciate it so that we can reach more women and support them in optimizing their health and their hormones and their well-being. I will chat with you all next week. Have an awesome day. Oh.